there, Crosswinds family and friends. Welcome to Crosswinds Unleashed. Each week, we're dedicated to bringing the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. Our podcast breaks down the Christian life through interviews and practical instruction in a fun and hopefully fun and accessible way. I'm Craig Cooper, the host of this podcast and lead pastor of Crosswinds Church. Let me give a a shout out to, to my friend and colleague, Elijah Merrill. He is our podcast producer. All that is good about this podcast is because of him, um, and I own what isn't. Thank you for your patience with me and being a part of this podcast. If you want to learn more about this podcast or anything Crosswinds, just head on over to crosswinds.church, our website, and uh, you can connect with us. You can learn about us. All things Crosswinds are on that website, crosswinds.church. Well, if you heard our episode last week, Uh, You know our guest, uh, Ryan Samuels. You got to hear his story a little bit. We're continuing our conversation this week. Ryan, great to have you with us again. Glad to be here. It is a pleasure and an honor to be able to do this. Well, last week we heard a lot about your story. And, and of course, you have an interesting story. You come to Christ real quickly, uh, feel this call to ministry almost at the same time. Um, you head off to college. Uh, you were heading off. You had a football scholarship, full ride. You give that up. You go to a Christian college. Discipleship is basically happening as you're training to be a pastor. Yeah. So that's it's, it's sort of unique, right? Oh, yeah. God, God's using you. It's very first century church, by the way. Yeah. Very first century church. Um, one of the one of the roles that you have here uh, on staff is, is this creative arts director as yeah. creative arts pastor. And and uh, so share with me your passion for seeing a weekend worship experience be creative. Yeah. So <clears throat> I, first of all, I love just being creative in general. Uh, you know, I was part of a comedy club or a comedy group in, in, in college. And, and, with, and can I stop you? I, I just <clears throat> got to say, because people, if you heard the last episode, will know you're my son-in-law. Yeah. And I knew you when you were in, when high school. And so it's interesting because a lot of people who know you back in the day will know you from sports. Yeah. I knew you from drama. Yeah. You yeah. were in the same drama group as my daughter was. And, and so when I saw you, it wasn't Ryan on the football field. <laughs> yeah. It was Ryan using his creative gifts. Yeah. And so I have, you know, a, a experience in that realm, but specifically for, you know, crosswinds and the, we- uh, the weekend worship experience is – you know, my big thing was I wanted to help try to bridge that gap between connecting those with Jesus um, through how creative our set, our creative our services are, creative our sets are, our videos. Um, you know, we try to make here at Crosswinds the group that you know almost everybody goes into helping make this the weekend worship experience creative. It's not just me. <clears throat> I think. When it's just one person doing it, I don't think that's creativity. I think that's uh, just opinion. And so there's there is a team. There's multiple people who go into making our weekend worship experience hopefully creative, um, creative enough to help bridge that gap of you know old you know just coming in, hearing music, hearing the word of God, and then going home. And we want to make it more you know. In depth, more uh, more of an experience. That's why we call it a week- weekend worship experience. Uh, from the time they pull into the parking lot to the time they leave, you know, we want to make it a full experience. So helping, 
you know, kind of bridge those gaps between, you know, making things super rigid and super, this is what this is, this, 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 to having it all be one whole experience as, a, as you know, one, a, a weekend worship service. And so... And it's interesting because, you know, when we talk about creativity and, and you were talking about not necessarily the ban- balance, but the tensions there, yeah. because, you know, we're a Christ-centric church, mm-hmm. right? We're, we're, we're to know God and make him known. But when we look at our worship experience on, on the weekends, we're really putting the, trying to put the glory of God on display. Yeah. And when we talk about created creativity there, creativity doesn't drive the service. Mm-hmm. What God is calling us to communicate from his word drives yeah. somewhat how we use creativity. Yeah, 100%. And, and, and so, you know, there's some churches out there, and, I, and I, everyone has their own mission, vision. I'm not, but that the, the, they exist, it seems to be creative. Yeah. And we don't exist to be creative. We're not trying just to amass a group. Yeah. Um, we exist to make disciples, which means we want to use creativity yeah. in the ways we can in order to, to do that. Yeah. And there's so many opportunities. Uh, during a weekend to use creativity to one, put the glory of God on display, but two, just to show his awe and his presence and his, you know, his majesty. You know, we don't, you know, I hope those uh, that are listening truly believe that we have a creative and a creative God who creates things and creates them for purpose, creates them for you know, his kingdom work. And so, you know, the whole thing about putting the glory of God on display, that looks so many different ways. From the moment you walk in and you see that, you know, our space is is inviting and welcoming. And, you know, to the moment you go in and you walk up to a kidsman and, you know, you see, you see color, you see, you know, certain things are put in places so that we can help make just the overall experience and just putting our our time, talent, and treasure into places that we believe God has, you know, given each one of us. And I think, I believe we have a very creative staff and volunteers and ministry partners on the team that help make these things happen on a week-to-week basis. And I, I like what you were saying. So when we're talking about creativity on the weekends, we're not just talking about what happens on stage. Yeah. We're talking about the the coffee shop area. Mm-hmm. We're, we're talking about expanding areas where people can just sit and fellowship. Mm-hmm. The true understanding yeah. of fellowship, where you get to know one another, and you know the children's area. I think of the the area where the box we call yeah. it, where our students meet and they're changing the staging up there. Yeah. You know, it, it's really beyond even that. It's this podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's the website. You know, and it, it's it's. It's um, it really ties into one of our one of our real values here, which is really to be culturally relevant. Yeah, and and a lot of people when we talk about that, they're wondering what what really does that mean? What it simply means bringing the timeless truth of God's word, mm-hmm. and and communicate it in a way. And when I say communicate, not just verbally, but in every way, communicate in a way that it connects and is understandable, approachable. Uh, to the world around us. So it's ever-changing. Yeah. Know, culture is ever-changing. And so talk to me a little bit about how, how we do that as Crosswinds. Yeah, so uh, being culturally relevant as a church, I think I think if, um, you ask most people, I think most people would have different opinions 
each each one of them would have a different opinion on what they believe that the church could do to be culturally relevant. Hey, every weekend when people are leaving, yeah. they are evaluating, throwing mm-hmm. their opinions. Yeah, you know. every single one of them. And when you – so that is also a challenge when it comes to being culturally relevant because we believe that um, – you know, we've heard people say like, uh, you know, the gospel has never changed. And it's true. But our world has, our culture has changed. Therefore, we as those who are using God's resources have to allow an opportunity, have to make an opportunity to be culturally relevant for everyone in the world that is changing with it. And so scripture and the gospel is just as relevant today as it is, you know, 2000. We don't have to make it relevant. Yeah, correct. We don't have to make it relevant, but we have so many resources at our disposal now, human worldly resources like social media and video and technology and lights and staging and time, talents and treasures. Like I said, we have those resources. And if those are resources blessed by God that God has given to us, and if we decide to just throw those away and not use them, we're not doing his people the right service that we should be doing it. And so, like, you know, I think when I do talk about cultural relevancy, I do think it is one of the more things that it can be scrutinized by people, you know, coming into our buildings because some people may think, oh, fully use social media to reach the masses. You know, we just went through 18 months of craziness with COVID. And, you know, 18, 19 months, and we wouldn't have been able to do what we do as a church body if we didn't have a live stream and social media and all of these types of resources. And so, you know, you take that into consideration, you take music and style and all these different things that we do, and it all allows us to bring something as the scriptures are relevant and apply them to everybody else's life in a majority of different branches. And so, you know, you have people who think that, who may think social media isn't good, but, you know, I, I believe that it's not the root of evil. And I believe that if it used correctly, it can be really, really good. And video can be really, really good. And music and sound and, you know, stage design and all that stuff can be really, really good. And when you when you put people on a team who are passionate about it and who are good at it, um, I think then you can start seeing the beauty of who God is within that. And I is, think that's, yeah. I think, you know, just listening to you, I, I was reminded of Andy Stanley, who pastors one of the largest churches in our country, uh, one of the largest churches in the world, has a worldwide influence. And he's talking about the COVID shutdowns. Mm-hmm. And he, he and his, and his uh, I don't even know if they're meeting yet. Like they, 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 as a, on a weekend, yeah. right? As as we're recording this, um, I'm not sure, but I know for they they went longer than most churches of not meeting anyway. But he said he believed that that most churches missed the opportunity. Yeah, and, and that was to learn how do we how are we to be the church, not go to church. How are we to be the church if we're not meeting on a weekend? Yeah. And you know, and 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 you know, it's been politicized. We, people even hearing this right now may may have shut off the podcast. But yeah. for some of you, some of you who are still listening to us, yeah. um, you know, I think you had a point there. I mean, the reality of it is, our purpose in creativity is not to put all of our energy into a weekend worship experience. Yeah. It, it's to be creative beyond that, yeah. so that disciple making happens in a podcast, yeah. happens 
um, online um, happens in so in our small groups. Yeah. And when you talk about creativity, people are tapping you on the shoulder in your team and, and asking you to speak into creativity in all those places. Yeah. And that creativity, again, isn't always what it looked like a decade or two decades sure, ago because yeah. we're trying to be culturally relevant. But it's saying, what can we do? What can we utilize? Yeah. And I'm thankful that we had a lot of things in place. Now, look, we got better at them mm-hmm. when we realized they were going to be the only way. Yeah. Like when we realized online service was our only thing, Yeah. Uh, we put a lot more energy into that. When we realized it wasn't going to be a two-week shutdown. Yes. We, Three-week we, shutdown. But we had it. Yeah. And we were utilizing it. And still, as this podcast is being recorded, um, we still have a, a large number of our people who are connecting on the weekend yep. through the online community. Yeah, the online experience as a whole. And, you know, you speak you speak volumes in understanding that when it comes to, you know, we, we may think of – I took some time to try to understand when I first got hired that creativity wasn't just the 70 minutes that we allow on a Sunday morning two times. Because um, that's what I thought it was at the beginning. And I, so I put all my efforts into that. And I quickly realized that the reality of the situation is that a majority of our services already have times allotted for certain things. Like the message is most of the time going to be between 25 and 35 minutes. Worship is going to be between 15 and 25 minutes. And so the impact that we can have uh, I guess with the freedom of creativity, a, a, a purposeful moment of creativity during service is in reality maybe 15 minutes of experience total for a weekend. But we have 24 hours on seven days a week where we can utilize certain things to be creative and to reach the masses. And if we don't do that, we're doing a disservice to our community. And so we have all of these resources, all of this time that we – are sitting on where we either sit with our hands in our pockets and just focus everything on our weekend worship experience, which is good. Don't get me wrong. It's really good. Um, But there's so many more hours that are just there to be able to reach like we're doing right now to reach the masses of people who uh, may not be able to come to our weekend worship experience, but can still experience who Christ is through this podcast or through our social media or through you know, any, you know, you name it, our app, you know, there are certain things that there's a reason we post on Instagram. There's a reason we post on Facebook, you know, because we're trying to connect with people who may not have the opportunity to be here. And you you mentioned a couple of platforms, but we're even monitoring them because we realize mm-hmm. if you want to reach a teenager, you're not posting on Facebook. Yeah. yeah, there's no there's no way, not anymore. And if you're reaching, if you're trying to reach a young adult, email isn't necessarily the most effective way to do that anymore. Yeah. And so we use a lot of different modes because mm-hmm. we have a multi generational con- uh, congregation. Yeah. And so we want to make sure that we're connecting in the way that they're connected to. That's culturally relevant yeah. too. Yeah. To say that Facebook's effective for usually this group. Mm-hmm. Instagram, this group. There are some we haven't ventured into yet. Yeah. But if we did, we would we'd even go younger. And we're looking at some of those things. And that's part of the creativity. Yeah, and we have to. And it's it's going to be – it's a learning curve for each and every one of us. Like a majority of us on staff are not teen- – well, all of us on staff are not teenagers. So when we hear that teenagers are on Snapchat and on TikTok and all of these things, to be honest, a majority of us don't know <laughs> what to do. Uh, but – to just completely exclude that, you know, or at least completely to not even think about that would would not be fair. 
because that is the reality is that is a platform just as, you know, Facebook was 10 years ago. That's the platform they're using now. Um, and so what does that look like for us? I don't know. You know, we're looking into it, but the reality of the situation is to not look at it would be a disservice. And we, we've made a commitment, and, and I was grafted into this church, and so this was a commitment this church has made for, for, um, for decades mm-hmm. uh, to really uh, even sacrifice, if you will, us who are older mm-hmm. for the younger generations yeah. uh, in music, um, in, in, in uh, the style, yep. in, in these things we're talking about. And, and the reality of it is um, students today, you know, uh, I just sent my like, youngest off to college. Mm-hmm. So um, students today are looking for something different than they did 20, 30 years ago. Um, my son is, he's now looking for a church. He's been there as this is being recorded two weeks. Yeah. You know, you know, your brother-in-law mm-hmm. will. Yeah. And we asked him, how's the church search going? Because we want him, you know, and he wants to be established in a church out mm-hmm. there. He's in a whole other state. And he said, I'm trying to find a church that has dynamic worship, meaning music, because he's very yeah. musically gifted, yeah. right? But who's preaching the word of God. Yeah. And, you know, um, and, and he said, you know, it's challenging to have both of those things uh, in a church. And, and he's, he's looking for that. And so it's interesting. He, he's not saying, I'm looking for a church that has, you know, all the bells and whistles and, yeah. you know, all these type of things, very theatrical, whatever. Sure. He, he's not looking for that. He's looking for a church where musically he can say, man, I can worship. And I'm looking for a church when when the when the word is being preached, it's the word being preached. He said, I don't I'm not looking for a ton of I don't need many illustrations. I just went to what does the word say so that I can live that. Yeah. So it's interesting, right? And, and where he's at, there's there's a church a church on every corner. Yes, he's in a community where there's a church on every corner. And so and it's still hard for him to find right now. And yeah. again, it's only been two weeks. But as he's looking for a church that understands that creativity isn't always Fireworks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so that leads me to another question. When we, when we talk about creativity, especially as we deal with the church, how do we, and I, I, maybe you don't totally differentiate this, but the idea of pure marketing, yeah, right, which was the old model of we're going to put on a big show and everyone's going to come and be impressed with our big show, yeah. which by the way, you can never com- c- compete with Disney World with those things. Yeah, no way. But, but to that, to say, no, no, creativity is really a part of worship. Like we put yep. the glory of God on display, so creativity is just in a person's testimony. Yep. If it may not be done spectacularly in in a sense of lights and all this stuff, but their story in itself is creative. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, th- you ha- you ask such a good question because you know when we do videos here, we you know when we are capturing stories, a lot of the times at the end of it, we'll get people who say. Can I can I see that real quick? And they'll and they'll they'll watch a you know a little snippet of it and be like, oh, that doesn't seem that good. And the reality of it is, no, 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 no. Like your story is impactful no matter what. So the person who's giving the story yeah. looks at it and isn't impressed with themselves. Yeah, they're not impressed with themselves. And the reality of the situation is, I do tell them, said, look, you're just listening to just to to words right now. I said, but we have people who will put in graphics, who will put in music, who will put in things that make it more of a way to bridge that gap to the experience. And so their story with music or not is already impactful. But to them, the only things that they really see when people are giving these types of stories 
are with edits and stuff in it. So they're already used to it. So when they see something that is just raw. just raw, they're saying, oh, that's not impactful. And it's like, no, 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 no. It, it is impactful. But what, what we can do is we can add some things that are going to connect that and bridge that gap that you to the reason as to why you think it isn't impactful. And so that and it's that, really drawn in all the senses, right? Yeah, it's hitting on all senses because, you know, just think about if every time you ate, you never got to taste. You right. can only smell or, or see or see or anything like that. Nothing in this world is one dimensional. It's just one sense. It, it, and if it was, you know, it doesn't last long. And so that's what we want to do. So marketing versus a part of worship, you know, I would, you know, I say, look at Genesis 1, you know, the whole creation story, you know, is God showing off his, his beauty, his creativity, his, the way that he is going about, you know, taking his time with every single aspect of, uh, you know, of earth, of the universe, of just the creation of us, all of these things, he's taking his time so that it can, you know, be beautiful and can be gorgeous and can be creative and, you know, creating, you know, Eve out of, you know, Adam's rib and doing these things. And the Garden of Eden was beautiful and it was creative. And, you know, if he's doing that in the very first chapter of the Bible— then for us to just be one-dimensional and not hit on any of the senses or just hit on one sense would completely, you know, take it away. Now, obviously, we're not – we don't want to mar- – like, we want to market ourselves well. Yes. Because at the end of the day, we do, you know, we are – We want to connect people to the yeah, timeless we, truth of God's work. Yeah. And the way we do that is by, you know, one of the, one of the main ways we do that is to just get them into this – to the building. Now, this isn't – this is just a building. You know, the people that are in it are the church. And so that's why we have small groups. That's why we have one-to-one disciples. And we want to give them tools, right? Yeah, and we want to give the them tools. The people who are the church tools to be able to reach out to and, others. And, and so our one-to-one discipleship is using Small Circle, which is ran through an app. You know, there's – so they have all these these tools to use it. And we want them to see that, you know, when we wear T-shirts and we, we sell T-shirts or we have a coffee shop and we do all these things – that it is so that we can mobilize people to feel, one, comfortable to wear and do church stuff. You know, that's hard enough anyways, especially in the young generation. Um, but also just to get them to say, like, look, like, you are a part of a body of believers. You are in a space that is allowing you to connect with God a little bit more easier and giving you some tools to be able to do that on your own time. So they can know God and make him, make him known, which is our yeah. mission. Well, let me ask you this. What unique challenges do you see Christians and churches um, specifically uh, concerning this area of creativity? What are the challenges? The main challenge, the, the challenges that I'm seeing that I'm facing, and I think that sometimes our team's facing, is walking that line of being focused on Christ, but also trying to not, when it comes to all these things of creativity, not being a part of the world. Like it is a line when it comes to, you know, concerning creativity, because some churches, they they feel like they don't want to venture out into those areas of creativity when it comes to, you know, louder music or certain styles of music or big, colorful stage designs or these things, because they may think that if they go past this point of something that they've done for traditional, for, for years and years and years, that they have dropped Christ from the equation 
and that they are just going pure worldly, you know. And I would, I would push back and say that when we, so you know, I'm, you know, whenever when you guys are listening to this, you know, I'm currently in the mode of doing a stage design. And when we do stage designs here at Crosslands, we're trying to do them in a way that when people walk in, they say, wow, look at the, look how nice the stage looks. That's not being worldly. That's just, that's using the, the gifts that we have, the opportunity that we have to make something look really nice so that people can say like, oh, this, this church believes in see certain things. And so they want to see them look nice or they want to see them connect you to, to God and we, you know, colors and all this stuff go into it. And, you know, Dave, our worship pastor can speak into the, you know, how he chooses specific songs. So for singing about the blood of Christ, we're going to pick red. We're singing about the majesty, majesty and the royalty of, of God. We're going to use purple. You know, there's a, so much stuff that goes into that. And again, that. it's using his senses. Yeah. It's saying God's made us as multidimensional people mm-hmm. with these, with these five senses and we should we should um, utilize them yeah. in, in order to to worship, in order to worship the Lord. And I think the tension you're talking about here is so important because it's a tension between what can become worshiping creativity, yeah, instead of using creativity to worship. Yeah, we don't want to put on a show. Yeah, we and you know we don't want to do that. We want to we want to worship and honor God. That's what we want to do. And so, you know, I do think that there is there is a concern in, you know, some churches that they think if they start moving in towards these realms of, you know, louder music or, you know, we hear dropping the organ and, you know, or going into social media that, to be fair, culture has made some of these certain things look and be really negative, especially over the past 18 months. Social media has just been running rampant of negative news and and all these things. And so they may think that they don't want to venture into that because of what culture has made it to look like. When in all reality is we as churches and we as Christ followers have the opportunity to get into that realm and to make it Christ-centered. Well, we don't we don't get rid of music because there's music out there that does honor God. Yeah. We just do music that honors God. Yeah. And we don't get rid of preaching because there's speakers out there who dishonor God. Mm-hmm. We preach honoring God. Yeah. And so it just makes sense on social media and so forth. We don't not do that simply because there's people who are using it not to honor God. We redeem it in the name yeah. of Christ and use it to honor God. Well, share with me, last question here, share with me one of your stories of how creativity here at Crosswinds has impacted a person's life for Christ. So one of the big things that when I first started here that we wanted we wanted to make more of a focus was capturing stories and capturing moments of testimonies and moments of you know ministries and stuff like that and one of the first videos that I was a part of here at Crosswinds was we captured a testimony of someone who who essentially was battling or who overcame a double lung transplant. They had to get a double lung transplant and, you know, essentially were minutes away from death. And I remember they came into it, they were so nervous because this was their first time sharing all of the details about this whole, um, you know, as to how they found out about it and how the process at the hospitals went and and all of these things. And I remember they were so nervous and they brought like 30 pages 
of testimony. And I remember they, they were sitting there and they were shaking and, and, and their papers, you could hear their papers on the thing and on the, on the mic and on the recording. And they watched it. I remember they, they watched it and they were like, oh, I, I, I could have done something better. I could have done this better. I didn't pay homage to this. I didn't do this because it's their story. Yes. You know, they have so many, if we really wanted to get into every single detail of our stories, we would, we would, if we wanted to get into the story of me, you know, going through college, it would have taken days, yes. you know, yeah, uh, you know, honestly. And so I remember them seeing it and they were, they were, they're almost ashamed that they weren't able to share more, more. and, you know, Thankfully, I had Elijah there with me, and you know he basically with with him and I there, we were able to to share with him like, look, your story is going to impact a multitude of people. That's just the reality of it. But he was like we said, he was seeing it raw, and he was seeing it as his story and criticizing his own story. Yeah. And. I remember when we showed him the final product and he saw the final, the video that we ended up showing on a Sunday morning, he was blown away from the exact same story that he saw raw to all we did was add a little bit of music and a couple of cuts that he was saying, oh my goodness, look how good that looks. Well, in all reality, it was the same exact story, story, the same exact story that he was listening to. We didn't change any words. We didn't cut any words. He was listening to the exact same story from raw to to edited. And there's been so many of those moments that we have been fortunate and blessed to be able to create for people who they see their story, they hear their story, and they're like, man, it's not good. It's not good. And we have to encourage them. No, no, no. It is good. It is really good. We're just so used to, as a culture, seeing everything edited and everything polished up that the rawness of things can make it just seem like it's not good. The content in that story was amazing. Well, and that's, you know, you know, that that's that's the challenge, right? Cuz to be culturally relevant, that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um and and I remember trying to watch a show with my kids that was black and white. Mm-hmm. And you don't remember black and white. No. I mean, you you've seen black and white, mm-hmm. but you you didn't ever I through yeah. it. Yeah. You know, and and uh, whatever we were watching wasn't really even a good picture. And, and I come from when there was six channels when I was a kid. I mean, I remember when cable first came out. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and and so I remember watching shows through the snow. Like that means nothing to you, but <laughs> anyone my generation older, they remember the snow, and you'd watch it. And I mean, it was crazy. My kids literally, and now they're adults, yeah. all three of them. They can't watch that. Like they're so used to edit, they're so used mm-hmm. to picture quality, yeah. that they don't have the ability to do that. Mm-hmm. And 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 so if we're going to be culturally relevant, we can't offer that. Like we 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 can't offer what what mm-hmm. and I think that's a hard thing for people to wrap their mind around. Well, we did that. Yeah. You know, well, we 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 used to have where people person would just get up to the mic and and just share their story. And not that that's not, not that it doesn't have value today, not that it can't happen today, but in the minds of the upcoming generations, yeah. there is a reality there that if we're going to connect in a way that's relevant, we've got to think about these things, yeah. and 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 and, uh, and it makes a difference. Yeah, I remember reading an article about uh, 
when they first filmed Star Wars. Yes. And they filmed Star Wars before the, before John Williams wrote the score and all this stuff. And they watched it and they're like, wow, this is bad. This is a bad, just bad content, bad everything. And then all of a sudden when John Williams wrote the score and they put the score on top of the film, they were like, this is one of the greatest films of all time. And I'm not saying that the content that we're getting is bad because the con- that's that's the difference that we're getting. We're getting really, really good content, but they're thinking that it's bad because it's not edited up. And we're like, no, no, no. All we're doing is adding a track below it and a cut or two, and then it's that. That's what you're seeing. And But it matters. But it matters. It matters so much, and it matters to them. Mm-hmm. It matters to them to see, some, to see their story made or done well. Truly, even if they think that the the story that they gave wasn't good. Well, Satan is defeated, the scripture tells us, Revelation, Satan is defeated by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Testimony has power. When we talk about creativity, we're talking about how do we how do we engage the five senses into that testimony? Mm-hmm. We're not changing the testimony. We're not changing the timeless truth of God's word. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to communicate in a way that connects with yeah. 2021 culture. Mm-hmm. And, and I thank you for being a part of that. And, you know, what some people may not know is you basically came on staff and the COVID shutdown happened. Yeah. And and so a lot of a lot of the journeying of, of, of figuring out how to uh, still be effective uh, without that weekend gathering here on the campus, but becoming mm-hmm. online and all these other things um, you were a part of. And so so thanks for that. Yeah. Thanks for sharing your heart. No problem. And, you know, I just want to I just want to say that. To the to you know making things look nice as, and 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 doing things edited up is the power that that person felt when they saw their testimony just a little bit edited is the stuff that we're trying to create when we select certain songs when we when we make our stage look nice when we you know make sure we have nice lighting out in the coffee shop or all of that and so if we can accomplish just a percentage of what that person felt hearing their testimony in a weekend worship experience, I feel like we've succeeded. I agree. I agree. Well, thanks, Ryan, for being with us. Uh, It's been great to have you here for these two episodes. I'm sure we'll have you back on in the future. Uh, For those of you who are listening, hey, join me next week as we continue our journey uh, through this Unleashed podcast. Remember, check out crosswinds.church where you can learn about this podcast and all things crosswinds. For now, be blessed and bless others. Mm-hmm.